It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 547 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, July 11th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can find the show as well on the same hell website at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network with team focus shows for all 30 NBA teams. Uh, I think we got most of the MLB teams covered as well, uh, the sport and league that our today's guests love the most, of course. We've also got the Locked On College shows, Locked On NFL, with football coming up pretty quickly as well here soon as well. Make sure you're finding a show for the team that you like on the Locked On Podcast Network and then subscribing to that show and then rating that show. And if you're feeling really kind, reviewing that show as well. It's very helpful for algorithms and uh, making our lives easier, I, I guess. I don't know. I, I still don't really know what the reviews do, but I think they do good things. So thank you in advance for doing it. All right. On today's show, I'm joined by the baseball lover that I just teased. It's Katie Heindel. Katie, how's it going? It's going good. I'm Googling pictures of cowboy hat basketball. <laughs> For those who don't know, Katie uh, currently now has a cowboy hat basketball as her avatar. Uh, would the Dallas Mavericks logo count, or was it like a? Oh no, I think it was a hat on a on an M. It wasn't on a basketball. Never mind. Mm-mm. Yeah, needs to be on a basketball. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and also, the Mavericks are gross, so I wouldn't want you to have the avatar of anything Mavericks. Uh, staring me in the face during this Skype call. Uh, Katie, you're on the show today because you're still jet-lag-ridden from your time in Las Vegas covering Summer League, and your basketball feelings dispatch was fantastic. I loved it. It was great. Uh, What's your... What was your experience in Vegas? Did you have a good time? This was your first time covering it, correct? Yes, it was my first time covering it and going there Mm -hmm. uh, for it. Not to Vegas. This was my third time in Vegas. Mm -hmm. But this was uh, probably, I mean, every time's different, but this time, really good time. Best time, maybe. Um, I had a lot of fun. It was a, I don't know what to say. (laughs) It was a really good time. Um, And I think everyone who likes basketball and likes, uh, just like watching explosive, kind of weird, kind of bad basketball should go to Summer League because it's a really cool place where there's so many people, um, even more this year, I think, because of Zion and yeah. all that wildness, um, like sold out in the first like few days that I was there, which I had heard was pretty unusual. Um, but yeah, it was like, it, it was extremely overwhelming at first. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think I settled into a really, a really, really nice routine. That sounds awesome. Yeah, everyone, if you haven't yet, read Katie's dispatch from 
Summer League on Basketball Feelings, the newsletter, subscribe to it, tinyletter.com is the best. Uh, so Katie, in that newsletter you wrote, you did something to me that I, I don't think I've ever really even sort of flirted with, which is you made me want to go to Vegas for Summer League. I, I have <laughs> contemplated it in the past, and I think it kind of got to a point, hearing of how like crazy it gets, like... I'm the kind of person who likes to cover a Raptors game on a Wednesday with the Hawks in town where there's, like, 11 media covering a game. That's, like, my sweet spot just because, like, crowds and lots of people around and people competing. I'm already anxious, like, talking to players, let alone when there's other people competing for that airspace. And I, yeah, like, I, I prefer a more chill environment. So I think I would have loved to cover, like, early Summer League before it got big. But now it feels like it's too big to me, but the way you've described it, the way everyone seems so just, like, accommodating, everyone's there for the same purpose and is sharing in that purpose. There's not, like, a sort of competitive thing to it, because what are you really competing for at Summer League? And also just, like, the the camaraderie that seems to kind of exist there, it made me want to go to Vegas, a place that I have never even considered being a place that I want to go, because I don't like noise, I hate gambling, I don't like... The heat, that's the biggest detractor, really, is people talk about how it's like 50 degrees in Vegas in the summer, and I'm just like, no, I'm good, thank you, I'm all set. Um, but you you made it sound like something I really want to do at some point. Is there, like, what is your, beyond what you wrote in, in the Basketball Feelings, which I guess is your sales pitch to me and anybody else, <laughs> like, what would you do to convince me that this is definitely something I should do? I think you just convince yourself. Yeah, um. I might have, I might have. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Okay, one, it's like two separate things. So Vegas, I know a lot of people who've ever been there will say, I hate it. There's nothing for me there. It's too hot. It's a weird place. As you said, you hate gambling. That's all fine. But I think there's something about Las Vegas in in the fact that it's not going to exist, I don't think, for not like anytime soon I mean but it's I think it's not going to exist forever it's like not a sustainable place mm-hmm. it's like a weird uh, theme park like in the middle of the desert that is like going to keep getting bigger until it spreads out into the mountains mm-hmm. and it's like it was like 108 degrees when I was there you can't walk outside really you have to learn how to breathe when you get there again because the first like deep breath you take it feels like it shrivels up your lungs Jeez. Um, so you have to like train your body once you arrive. So now I'm probably reverse selling it, but <laughs> it's just like it's just too weird. It's like too weird of a place. It's really cool. Um, it's super bizarre. I think four days is like the perfect amount of time to go there. Mm-hmm. And then if you get sick of it, I didn't have the opportunity this time because I was like pretty inundated with basketball. Mm-hmm. But if you have the opportunity to get out of the city, there's like incredibly beautiful parks uh, like desert parks like you know a 20 minute drive not even away because again you're in the middle of the desert it doesn't take that long to get out to the desert um and it's just like it's it's just a strange cool place Mm -hmm. i think it's just a strange cool bizarre place and it was even weirder to watch uh basketball there um (laughs) in that sense you know uh and you kind of like it's also a place that's designed to blur time and like kind of melt hours away right um but what i found was so is basketball as we know or sometimes (laughs) it can have the inverse effect but watching games for like 
eight hours a day, getting there in the morning, coming out, and it's like nighttime, and like looking over a few blocks, and like there's the strip. It was just like it was just extremely weird. It was like, um, it, I don't know. It, it just felt really special. Uh, it just felt like a really, for me, to have that experience for the first time in probably the strangest place in the world. I don't know. And like I said, the camaraderie and like all the people that I met, even though it's this kind of gigantic mess and like chaos, there's all these like really nice microcosms of people that either you know of or like you've kind of met before, you've never met before. You just sort of meet there. Like everybody to me was just so generous and like, willing and like happy and yeah as I said like you kind of realize even if you you're kind of shy or you're kind of overwhelmed or you don't want to talk to people you all have a really singular commonality um and it's also like summer league kind of breaks the ice because it's like so most of the time it's not great basketball no (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of people falling down I usually have a rule where I don't watch Summer League at all. It was on today at work, and I watched the first half of the Raptors-Pacers Summer League game, which we'll get to a little bit later. Um, and, yeah, it's not great. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. But you started off pretty rough with your pitch, you know, describing Las Sorry. Vegas as the surface of Mercury, and I was a little concerned. But you, you brought it back around at the end, and I think I want to do it. It's not, like the weirdness. I'm in for the weirdness. And I'm in for the bad basketball. What am I saying? Of course I'm in for the bad basketball. Um, do you have a favorite thing that happened? I know there's one thing we're going to talk about that you did, but like, was there anything, an individual, like a crazy game that happened? Was there a, a player who had a crazy game? Was like, was there an individual experience basketball-related before we get to the non-basketball one that uh, particularly stands out to you now that you're back home in the comfy confines of home? Yeah, so there was a crazy geological experience, and then there was a crazy kind of, like, um, cumulative experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as far as just, like, being, feeling kind of floored for a lot of the time, I have to say, um, watching Lonnie Walker when the Spurs played the Raptors. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, they were playing the Raptors, but being like, holy shit. Like, he just kind of spins... Like, if a corkscrew ejected itself from, like, a wine bottle <laughs> mid you trying to get the cork out, I feel like that's Lonnie Walker spiraling up and then dunking. Um, he, he was incredible to watch. Uh, I think for the... There was an earthquake. <laughs> yeah. The first day I was there, which was a trip. Um, having... I don't know if you felt... Do you remember it was like, I don't know, maybe like six to eight years ago, there was an earthquake in southern Ontario? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it lasted all of like two seconds, perhaps, but (laughs) this was like a solid 20, and, you know, I'm, of course, sitting with like Blake and Ryan and a bunch of people from Toronto that we don't know what's happening, Mm -hmm. Uh, and we thought that people were shaking our seats but the seats are, like, in concrete. (laughs) It's a stadium. Um, And then when we realized that that couldn't be happening was when I looked up at the Jumbotron and the thing is, like, moving, like, swaying back and forth. And then people were, like, streaming towards the exits and they cleared the players off the floor. Um, So that's when we thought, oh, this is, like, pretty serious. (laughs) 
That's horrifying. Earthquakes so that mess me up. That's yeah. Earthquakes are scary. I heard someone like shit talking earthquakes shortly after. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were like, "Man, whatever. Earthquakes are whatever. Like, I'd be more scared of a hurricane or something." And I guess everybody's got their unique fears, but I feel like um, the thing about an earthquake is you can't hide from it or run away if it's happening where you are. Yeah. There's just there's no, nothing you can do. Yeah, there's no shelter. It's just the shelter itself is breaking in two. Ugh, yeah. Earthquakes mess me up. And the ground under your feet is, like, moving in a crazy way. So, and this guy's sitting there calling uh, out earthquakes? Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, they're making summer league sound like this beautiful, like, perpetual, I don't know, Valhalla of basketball. There were still some, like, real complainers that I heard. <laughs> Not just about earthquakes, um, but about other things, too. But I guess I just hung out mostly with really great people. That's the way um, to do it. Yeah. And then I have to say, the best uh, cumulative experience was getting every single person I met and talked to hooked on the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> <laughs> like the summer Brooklyn Nets or the actual Brooklyn Nets? Could be everything now. But at the time, it was the summer league team because they were... Super energetic, extremely fun. I know people were complaining, like, why is Jared Allen playing on the team? But, like, that obviously made one of... That was, like, one of the highlights of my whole trip. Mm -hmm. I don't know why people would complain. If you're at Summer League, why would you complain about good players playing? I don't understand that. That seems like it would be a positive. Yeah. (laughs) God. I worry I'd be a complainer, but mostly about the heat. I'd just be like, it's really hot, guys. Uh, I'm going to complain about this all day, and you're never going to stop hearing about it. But also, hey, Jared Allen, that's cool. Happy to see him yeah. playing. That's fun. Jared was extremely cool. He was wearing a really cool long headband he tied around his forehead. Mm. Um, he looked great. And then, I don't know, like the basketball, like let's be honest, it does kind of, it blurs together. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell you what happened in the game I watched today. I I know Terrence Davis looked good. He hit a three in a dude's eye when he first came in. And then he threw a lob to Dewan Hernandez, who also looked good. And then I think Terrence Davis had like an offensive board and a putback. And Dewan Hernandez drove from the left corner and scored. And those are the only plays I remember. I remember Jerry Colangelo being on and being super weird on the broadcast. (laughs) Where he said something along the lines of, each team needs to have Chiefs and Indians, which was messed up. Oh, brother. Yeah, very bad. Uh, maybe stop oh, putting brother. a mic in front of 85-year-old Jerry Colangelo. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But <laughs> I forgot that even happened. I was pretty haunted by it. Um, but yeah, no, it sounds like a lot of fun. The basketball sounds not great, but it sounds like it's everyone kind of accepts that it's not great, which is, I think, a good thing. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Um, you went to yeah, yeah. You went to an Aerosmith concert, correct? 
I did. Please paint the picture of this Aerosmith concert because, oh my god. <laughs> okay, so I have to first paint the picture that the reason I wanted to go to Aerosmith, I'm not a huge Aerosmith fan. They've got hits, of course, yeah. but, you know, I wouldn't, like, they were playing in my hotel. They were playing in the um, theater that was attached to my hotel at the Park MGM, and I thought, wouldn't it be funny if I could get a free seat, um, just like a shitty seat, <clears throat> and go and watch them play on, like, a, what night was that? Sunday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sunday night Aerosmith concert. So um, a really generous friend of mine who works for Live Nation, who mm-hmm. it put on the show, got me tickets. And again, I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll just go by myself, which is fine because I don't. Re- I didn't know if I would have any friends at Summer League. <laughs> <That's> so sad. <laughs> <laughs> but then she was like, oh, by the way, you've got a plus one. So I was like, hmm. And strangely, it was much harder than you think to convince people to go anyone to go to Eros with with me. Yeah. But I eventually convinced our good friend Sean Keen to go with me. Oh yeah. And I mean and he I have to say he really committed ahead of time. Like he agreed before we even met, so it could have been extremely weird for him <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't start to take a liking to one another but of course we did um and so we we get to the we get to the it's weird because it's like in a casino so you enter through the casino and then what happened was i picked up the tickets at will call and they just said general admission on them so i was like okay these are probably just like shitty seats Mm -hmm. uh and then every person we would show our ticket to they would wave us to like a different kind of checkpoint yeah to to go into the show uh and then eventually a woman (laughs) was like, oh, <laughs> I hope you guys are ready to party. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, oh, sure. But again, we're like, maybe she just loves Aerosmith, you know? Um, but then she was like, Stephen really favors the right side. And we were like, what does that even mean? So she gave us wristbands. She, like, wrote something really weird. We couldn't read it, like, hieroglyphic-y on our ticket. Um, we went in. We kind of, like, by, almost, like, bypassed security. They were like, can we see your... And then they saw our wristbands, and we're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of thing. And they were like, you got to go all the way back. You're going to go all the way back around. And we're like, okay. So we, like, walked for a long time trying to find uh, our section. We go in. The whole thing of Aerosmith is the show starts... The show starts not at 8 o'clock on the dot, as it says on the ticket, there's a 30-minute movie that Aerosmith plays before the show. (laughs) So that was playing when we went into the stadium. And once again, we were kind of first greeted with, I think it seemed like we were about to get tackled. And then they saw our wristbands, and they um, were like, oh. And then they were like, sorry, we're on lockdown. You have to wait right here. And they put us against the wall, and we were basically at the front of the arena looking out at the people kind of at the side and then someone came over and like put lanyards around our neck uh like we were being knighted and they were like just give it another minute and then eventually they took us backstage Uh and then we were like okay i guess we're just going to some uh, like other area but then we went to like 
all these different parts of backstage. Like there were all these different tiers that they kind of took us through. Like we were back there a while. Um, and then they finally, we finally emerged and we were on stage, on stage, right. Uh, <laughs> This weird little lounge that they t- made on the stage. Like, they turned a partial of the stage into a lounge with a bar, pinball machines, it was carpeted, <laughs> and you were, like, four feet away from the keyboard player. Oh, my God. Um, with, like, a very low barrier fence. And, it, it, like, I don't know how many people were there. Maybe, like, 25? Like, not that many. Um, which made it seem weird because I was like, are we even at the Aerosmith show? And then the house lights went on and we looked out and there's like tens of thousands of people out in the like theater looking at the show. And we were just like, <laughs> what is going on? But they also gave us an iPod um, and these special headphones, which we got to keep. We thought we were like, hell yeah, like free, free <laughs> cool headphones. But we realized it was probably because it would have been unsanitary to give them back. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But they are good headphones. They're like noise canceling headphones. But then they were the lady showed us how to use the iPod, and she's like, "Okay, so there's two tracks. The first track is the band track, and if you listen to that, it's like what the band is hearing. And then you go to the next track, and it's Steven track. And it oh was what Steven Tyler in his earpiece, and which is basically his own voice and a woodblock going." at all times keeping the rhythm so it came in really we were like we're not going to use this but then it came in really handy because there are a few times when you're like what's he saying like when he would talk to the crowd you know because he's a little older yeah uh, we were like i don't know what what kind of gibberish he's saying and then you put that on you're like oh that's nice (laughs) but it was really strange because we were like oh i wonder if he comes close and then he does he had this plank this kind of catwalk that went from the back of the stage out over to the area where we were where he hops up on the bar uh-huh. that was like in our little section and like struts around on it and like licks everybody and does <laughs> his thing and then hops off and then he also has a catwalk at the front of the little area that we're in where he similarly comes around the front licks everybody sings uh, it was just like a super weird show it was like really fun extremely strange which sort of fit into the overarching theme of the trip I feel like uh-huh. just a bit like where am I what's going on <laughs> um, and I thought you know I, I didn't like you know you know you, you could name a couple Aerosmith songs off the top of your head but they played the hits they played a lot of hits it was a really good show <laughs> well, I'm, glad, yeah, I'm glad they didn't just play new stuff like yeah, we're gonna play the the new joints for you guys. Um, so, God, so many questions. Did did Stephen <laughs> lick you? No, okay. but he did sweat on Sean. <laughs> <laughs> he like shook his head, and then there's like a bunch of beads of sweat like slapped Sean in the face. That's hilarious. <laughs> Do you have a favorite um, Aerosmith song? Yeah, I think. I like the problematic. It should it be cat? Dude looks like a lady. Okay. <laughs> and I also like what is the name of this song? Aerosmith. Um. Ragdoll. Okay. And <laughs> I think I like Walk This Way, which I forgot that they even sang. Oh yeah. 
course they sing. And when they sang Walk This Way, a huge ramp dropped over the, the audience, the outside audience. Mm-hmm. It's extremely long, up to like the balcony. And Steven Tyler had to walk that way. And he really <laughs> was losing his breath. <laughs> the higher the incline got. <laughs> They know they don't have to have him walk a certain way, right? He could just walk in place, perhaps, or walk. He's got already got a catwalk. That's no. He really had to sell oh, the song. <laughs> that's so good. What? So going through the hits of Aerosmith, I they do have a lot of songs. Um, which Raptor is most closely associated with the song "Dream On"? Do you think? I forgot we were going to do this. <laughs> I did too until just now. <laughs> um, let's see. Current Raptors? Yeah, current Raptors. Oh. Dream on. See, there's different readings to this. You could look at it in a depressing way. Uh-huh. Like, dream on. Or like... Yeah, like Jordan uh, Lloyd. Dream on, bud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, um... I was gonna. I can't. I was gonna like diss someone from the summer league team, but I can't do that. <laughs> um, probably just like by virtue of his performance uh, at the parade, Marcus Saul. Oh man, there's so many that Marcus Saul would fit. That's also true. Yeah, it, it could probably be the whole catalog. Well, I was gonna say he's <laughs> ragdoll considering how he was dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that, like, this might be the first time we've ever done this where the Raptors don't immediately embody something to me, something wacky. They're definitely not a very Aerosmith team. <laughs> they're not. They're not. Do you know who is now, though? I think the Houston Rockets. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. We could talk about actual basketball. We could talk about that. Uh, I mean, we could talk about this and still talk about that. Yeah. Uh, my phone died. I lost the list of Aerosmith songs I had on it. Uh, there's, there's Don't sw- worry. Yeah. I got them. Okay, well, there's Sweet Emotion, which we I got, think is my favorite because yeah. of I, I like Days and Confused, and that's the song that started Days and Confused, and that's always kind of, like, resonated with me for some reason. Um, oh, yeah. So, Sweet Emotion... Maybe that's Kyle, just encapsulating all of his feelings whenever good things happen in the playoffs. The end of Game Six against the Bucks, winning the title, lifting it up. Like I could see the hook of Sweet Emotion kicking in with Kyle lifting up the Larry Ob for the first time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Surge is deuces are wild. <laughs> Ooh. That's also a good... I like that... I think I like Aerosmith. <laughs> See, this is what I experienced, but I experienced it four feet away from Steven Tyler's open mouth. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty good. Like, they got a lot of bangers. They got hits. Yeah, they I mean, they're hits. definitely a singles band, but, like... Uh, yeah, I'm not looking for Aerosmith deep cuts, but their best stuff. Man. Uh, same old song and dance... I remember this one from Guitar Hero. 
Same old story, same old song and dance, my friend. No? Wow, it's just like the Steven track. <laughs> and I, too, am out of breath. Uh, <laughs> same old song and dance. You know, repetitive, reliable, perhaps, to the point that maybe it's a fault. It's stuck in the ways a little bit. Maybe like Norman Powell. You know, sure. it's the the ups and downs are reliable with him. You know exactly he's gonna have a stretch where he's great. He's gonna have a stretch where he's bad. He's gonna have a stretch where stretch where he beats the Bucks. We kind of know exactly what he is at this point. Norman yeah. Powell, same old song and dance. Uh, not on the I list of. Been. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think uh, walk this way. Yep. Oh, gee. Ooh, why OG? It just seems like I could just see him like dancing to it alone. Uh huh. I also had this one for Gasol before I realized Ragdoll is probably the one for him, because also yeah. I just I, I'm thinking of him dancing at the parade and just putting the music over top, and I think Walk This Way works for a lot of what he was doing. <laughs> um, there's the very very bad Come Together cover. That gets played a lot. Oh. No, no covers. Yeah, no. I don't think any one of the Raptors could be considered a cover of something else either. Everyone's kind of... Hell they're, no. they're, everyone's unique. Um, yep, the last one before we move on. The one from Armageddon. Don't want to miss a thing. They didn't play it. They didn't play that? It might be outside of no, and then you know what? Steven's we, range at this no, point. No, we talked about it. That's actually a very good point that we didn't talk about. <laughs> but we were like, you know what? They just wanted to play the hits. They didn't. They were sick of ballads. They didn't want to play them. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. They did play a song called "Lord of the Thighs." <laughs> Is that Which new? Could be a great workout song for someone. Uh huh. Is this song new or is it from a different time? Let's. I couldn't even tell you. Let's hear Lord of the Thighs. Don't sue me, Aerosmith. We're not going to play very much. Ah, I don't want an ad. God. Autoplay ads. Bubbly. I'm not drinking your stupid sparkling water anymore. Uh, Okay, what do we got here? Okay. Uh, Lord of the Thighs. Good workout vibes early. On a run. Get that heart rate up. Ooh. I like that riff. Oh god, I can't do the voice. (laughs) 
Katie Unfortunately, Eastfield. I couldn't hear the song, buddy. Oh, you couldn't hear it at all? No. Oh. This is the thing that happened the last time, but that's okay. That I'll take make, your word for it. It still doesn't make any sense that that wouldn't happen that way. It's playing right into the microphone. Anyway, never mind. Uh, Lord and of the Flies. Also, there's also the three songs that are the same. Amazing, Crying, and what's the last one? Oh. Crazy. Yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did they play all three? I, I, I don't know which one they did play. <laughs> <laughs> I think Crying is probably the most, uh, like, distinct of those three, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. But I think Alicia Silverstone was in the, the music video for all of them, and they did play a music video to accompany one of them, so it could have been any of them. <laughs> um... So yeah, the Lord of the Thighs, nineteen seventy four, not one of their old ones. Uh, a deep cut. I like how in, in the in other media section, the there's a note here. The song is likely a reference to the book Lord of the F- Lord of the Flies. Likely, you <laughs> no, can't no, be sure. No, no shit. <laughs> uh, speaking of thighs, sometimes James Harden comes into camp a little out of shape. Um, he's going to have Russell Westbrook on his team now. That happened tonight. Uh, it did. What the hell? I... <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the I'm, trade, Katie? I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you happy about it? Like, first of all, I'm a bit upset because I did kind of want to see the Brody going to Miami. Um, I think he would have enjoyed that lifestyle immensely. I think he would have looked extremely good in the Vice Knights Miami. I think they retired them after this year. Did they? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Or uh, they at least retired one of them. I think they might have retired both. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure they'll bring something back. But... Uh, I'll take the Rockets. I'll take the Rockets over what uh, people... This was also a fun thing at Summer League because you could just, like, listen to rumors starting in real time <laughs> from people with the, like, power to actually start rumors, but they were just all essentially, like, guess like, shit-talking. Like, I talked to so many different people and, like, some agents who, and I was like, do you have, uh, like, a handle on this? Or, like, the Paul George thing, for example, when yeah. Kawhi got traded. Yeah. It was like... Uh, that seems a bit weird to me. Like, did you, is this like a long game? Was this like a long con? And this guy was like, absolutely not. And anybody else, anybody who tells you like this was something in the works or they knew about it is lying. (laughs) Um, so, you know, that was kind of fun, but I have to say some of the rumors of like where, uh, Russ could go like Detroit or I don't know, any other like Eastern Conference team. Mm-hmm. Orlando. Just like, yeah. yeah, like, can I just don't want to see, you know I like Russ. I know a lot of people have different feelings about him, but I did not want to see him wasted away uh, in, in Orlando. No offense to you and your favorite guy who still resides there. Mm-hmm. He's making, bag, but, making the bag there, too. I'm very happy for him. Yeah. Also, pretty glad the Raptors have a new Terrence. For yeah. sure. The Raptors have a new Terrence, which makes me pretty glad too. Always got to have a Terrence. The, the Terrence yeah. energy is strong. <laughs> don't upset the balance. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just feel like he'll he's gonna have a really good time on this team. I think, and I think there'll also be some interesting, maybe bad chemistry. 
Yeah, I mean, it seemed like be interesting. (laughs) Yeah, it seemed like Harden and Paul really hated each other. Uh, I feel like Westbrook and Harden will like each other more, but maybe fit less well on the floor. Because, like, I don't really know how they do the same thing where it's like, yeah, just Harden, you have the ball all the time and you just find shooters because no one's going to guard Russ when he's just hanging off the ball. So maybe they just have Russ have the ball in his hands a lot. I don't know. It's it's weird. I think, okay, this is, I guess, sort of a, a philosophical thing. Are you a Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook person if you're forced to choose between the two? Oh, Russell Westbrook. Oh, see, I'm a Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul is horribly, horribly underappreciated, and it's very sad because he's awesome. Interesting. Yeah. I don't feel bad for him. I mean, I, they're both kind of demonstrative in their own ways. I guess Paul more so on the floor, Westbrook more so with like people not on the floor. Um, I don't have a problem with Westbrook as like a player to watch either. Like I, I said this on. The podcast when there was all the rumors about the Paul George Russell Westbrook trade with the Raptors. Like I like watching Russell Westbrook when my team's success doesn't depend on it. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know if you like win a lot of very important playoff games if he's your best player or second best player, but he's like undeniably awesome to watch on a team that I don't care about. And for that reason I'm glad he's gonna be on the Rockets. Because I think, A, the Rockets will still be very good. And there's not a good another good East team in Russ and on the Heat, which is good. Um, but I also just think, like... Yeah, that, that's just kind of it. I, I would prefer not to have to watch Russ in a thing that I care about. I just want to watch him in a vacuum, if that makes sense. Maybe that's unfair to Russ, but I think he kind of... His numbers are fantastic and undeniable and all this stuff, but I kind of just think, like, he's kind of a bummer sometimes. But look at it this way. You've watched uh, Russell Westbrook, you and me, and everyone has watched Russell Westbrook kind of play in a vacuum for so long that yeah. I think it's possible people have forgotten what it's like to watch him play outside the vacuum. True. True. Bust him out. Yeah, <laughs> with, like, actual good teammates. And also, underrated, uh, he's going to have a good coach for the first time literally ever. Um, yeah, I think they're going to work Brooks incredibly well ass. together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the Rockets are like my the thing I would like to see is the Rockets win the West because of how much it would piss everybody off because <laughs> everyone hates the Rockets so totally. much. But like I like Harden totally. a lot. Um, I think I'll come to like Westbrook a little bit more playing with Harden again if that makes any sense, and in maybe a different system where maybe he can kind of be reined in and sort of D'Antoni can sort of push him away from his worst tendencies. And then, like, I like P.J. Tucker a lot. I like Clint Capella. So it's still a fun team, yeah. There, Think I, of just the fashion. The fashion will be pretty good. The fashion's going to be out of control. Yeah, Russ and P.J., that could lead to some animus within the team. Because Russ has been unchallenged. Forced... Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and I think it's going to force James Harden to step his game up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a, a team, I don't know if Chris Paul is going to stay in OKC forever. Do you want to see him in Miami if like they can get that done as like a separate trade? Because Miami it's still like, seems really to need not a point guard. As fun, it's 
not as fun. It's not as fun as like an encore product, but Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler yelling at each other might be pretty good. But I also you you know I want the best for Jimmy. That's true. Yeah, you're a Jimmy head also, which I'm not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think to me, I don't like that because I don't need I don't need that kind of distraction for Jimmy at all. Yeah. I would like Chris Paul. Him on the Magic makes some sense to me. That's crazy. <laughs> it kind of works, man. I don't know. It kind of works. And they would be really good with him, too, because they're, like, a good point guard away. Sorry, DJ Augustine, a good point guard away from being pretty scary and very good at defense. And I know his hamstring is made of, like, Mr. Noodles at this point, but I I really like watching Chris Paul play, and I'd like to see him on a good team again. And they're not going to be good in OKC. I think he'll be a good dude to sort of pair with Shea if he's going to be there, and they, he can kind of learn from him a little bit. Because all I want is the best for Shea. It feels weird to like picture him in the East, uh, like maybe just because we haven't seen it. But like, no, yeah, totally. Uh, I, I felt know. the same about Russ, by the way. Like him on the East, on an East team would have been bizarre. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But his outfits would lend more to uh, the East Coast climate. He's got a lot of good jackets. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like, who could even who could take Chris Paul? Yeah, it's got to be a team with like a lot of bad money and no point. It's gonna guard. be yeah. It's gonna be a lot of weirdo teams. Yeah, because like the Thunder already got stuff for him. Like in that trade, I guess they got stuff for Russ. And I wonder, like, they probably got more for Russ than they thought they would. They probably got more for Paul George than they thought they would. And then maybe they're sitting there thinking, hey, we can afford to just like trade Chris Paul for bad money, and. Like, do right by him, maybe? Like, the Knicks are the obvious one to do something stupid and trade for the 30-something point guard and the crazy contract, but I don't know. They seem a little bit more patient now. Um, there are inevitably, because there were a lot of people in my mention saying the Raptors should trade for Westbrook, which I thought was a bad idea. There are inevitably going to be the same people asking, saying they should trade for Chris Paul, which I also think is a bad idea. It doesn't make any sense. Um... Yeah, I did. Minnesota, maybe he could fix Wiggins and Towns or yell at them the way Jimmy did. I don't know. <laughs> yell at them in a way that translates better? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or not. <laughs> Chris Paul yelling is uh, it's certainly a dad to be yelling at you. Weird trade. Yeah, I don't weird know. Off-season. It's I, a like, weird trade. God. It, it's, it's, okay. it's pretty good. I don't mind it. Oh, it's um, good. I, I don't, yeah, other than, like, Kawhi not being on the Raptors anymore, none of them disappoint me in the moves. And even then, Kawhi not being on the Raptors anymore, I've already made my peace with, and I'm talking myself into Terrence Davis leading the Raptors to at least the conference finals, so. <laughs> that night, I think uh, I owe the Earth a great thank you because the earthquake basically made me feel like uh, anything that happens now is not such a big deal. <laughs> yeah, and what was your experience finding big- out? Pardon? What was your experience finding out the trade? Like what? what I was literally climbing into, to, uh, and I think Sean and Joy both sent me a message that said, "Sorry, Katie." Oh yeah, they <laughs> it's sent like, me. I don't know what this could be about. <laughs> they sent me the same message. Sorry, did you say you were cutting. You were climbing into bed. You cut out for a second there for one word. Yeah, into okay. bed because okay. it was my first day, and the time change was for sure catching up with me. Yeah. Um. So it was like just after midnight Mm -hmm. the earthquake had happened yeah and i was like that seems like enough for today (laughs) nope 
um, so then I just like the weirdest thing was then I went to turn on I was like alright I guess I gotta watch Woj or whoever's on TV right now Yeah. Um, turn on the TV and then the guy that I saw first because I didn't get to a sports uh, show first was just like the Vegas News but it was like their newscasters and then this guy who earlier when I picked up when Ashley and I went to go pick up our credentials, this guy, like, accidentally slammed the door in our face. <laughs> As we were going in, and we were like, all right, welcome, welcome uh, to Las Vegas. But then he ran in after and was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and that same guy was on TV talking about the earthquake at the arena, and I was like, took a picture of it, and sent it to her, and I was like, how... How is this? Is this real? Like, is this real life? What's happening? That sounds very, uh, that, very it, summer league. It, it was exactly <laughs> super insular and strange, and it kind of took the sting a little bit out of the Kawhi news. But um, yeah, that's what happened to me. I watched until I think I just passed out watching TV. Yeah, um, and I didn't. A million people asked the next day, which was kind of funny. Like, how are you doing? <laughs> Like, yeah. are you okay? <laughs> or like, how's everyone in Toronto doing? It's like, I don't know. I haven't talked to all of them. Yeah. Um, but I think everybody's going to be okay. Yeah, I mean, they won the title, right? Like, it's only you can only be upset for so long. And while it's disappointing, I think Masai just, like, he inspires so much belief. And... This like the moves he makes and like seeing the dudes that he picks up at 59th overall or undrafted doing good things even in summer league is like oh yeah no like he's gonna figure it out he did it once he'll figure it out again and Pascal's still on the Raptors he's still excellent and is going to get more excellent OG hopefully gets to bounce back from a really really awful year uh, like all over the place on the court off the court whatever I think. Raptors fans in time will sort of... I think maybe this thing right now sucks and it seems like maybe there was a lot of sort of using the Raptors as leverage in a bunch of different situations and that's a bummer, but... And, like, maybe all of our sort of hypothesizing about him staying all year was done in vain and it was just never going to happen. I don't think it made it any less fun to do that. I thought it was a blast all season long. The Kawhi watch from the jump, just sort of picking apart the things he said, that all was part of the experience and part of the joy of watching him and watching this season unfold. And I think that'll sort of... We'll romanticize it a lot more in a year or two, I think, once the sort of wound is healed over a little bit. And we get to see the Clippers be cool and fun. And Kawhi... like. It doesn't feel like Kawhi is really beholden to anybody. That's the thing. Is like I don't think it's so much that he preferred the Clippers over the Raptors or he betrayed the Raptors or whatever. Or he owed them anything. I don't think he did. I don't think he think he see like I don't think he thinks he owes any franchise anything. And I think that's evidenced by the fact that he signed only a three year deal with an option in the last year in, in LA and could very well go somewhere else and go win more titles for some other team, just kind of on his whim. And I think that is a pretty cool sort of identity he's carved out for himself as like the mercenary superstar and i think raptors fans in time will come to realize like hey it's pretty cool that he was a mercenary for our team for a year that was that was dope as hell and hey we have a ring and the the gold strip on the jersey and the banner to show for it which maybe not everybody will by the time it's all said and done which is very cool yeah yeah but wasn't it kind of annoying when it was all this talk like oh well now that he's gonna sign a five-year contract that's why 
it makes sense that he wouldn't stay here. And yeah. then it comes out, he just basically signed it the same thing that we were hoping for. Yes, that is a bit of a bummer. <laughs> uh-huh. Are you... That yeah, was a bummer to me. How are you feeling about it now that we're like five, six days out from it? Like, are you bitter at all? Are you... Is there any animus towards Kawhi? There's been some reporting. Probably, the, I think the Raptors leaking some stuff to some reporters about sort of Uncle Dennis and his role in all of it and what he was asking, and it sounds like it was kind of unrealistic things that he was asking for in exchange for Kawhi to stay. Sounds like he was also pushing for the Paul George thing, which is obviously another thing you got to heap on top of all of that. Um, I don't know, do you have any animus towards Kawhi for how it was handled? Uh, There are people that I think are kind of waiting for some sort of thank you in the newspaper or something like that from Kawhi, which I don't think we're going to get, which seems pretty counter to what he is as a dude. But um, I don't know. Are you like, Do you expect that kind of thing? Are you feeling sort of upset by the, how it all ended? What's your sort of mindset right now? No, I don't feel upset, and I'm not expecting that because, as you said, I don't know why you would anticipate something like that, knowing what we do of him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not really as anybody I guess like to go back to our conversations from the beginning of the season I didn't really ever think he was going to stay it was nice to get caught up and I totally did get caught up in wanting him to stay and thinking it might be possible and like of course we had an amazing shot probably the best any team could have ever had after winning the title and like how well he was treated here by like how well like the medical staff did right by him and my team did right by him and the city and the fans and everything but like I think you know it it comes down to it it's like it's his life and livelihood and his career that he's gonna make the choice that's best for him um I'd also I don't feel bitter now but I am starting to feel like was that all just a beautiful dream (laughs) (laughs) the farther away it gets you know I'm like did it happen it did happen um and semi-seriously i hope that everybody can like i hope that's not a real feeling i don't think it will materialize into something more but like i hope we all can remember and like hold on to that feeling um of what it felt like especially because you know aside from Kawhi, it's weird because like you'd say well the raptors haven't really changed that much aside from losing Kawhi and danny but it it is already feeling like a really different team mm-hmm. aside from like the, the you know the core guys like some of the additions like we're gonna get to experience a, a whole new team this year in terms of like how they are together I think it's really stupid that a lot of people and I heard this a lot at summer league were kind of like preemptively apologetic to me and like about the the season to come that the Raptors like didn't have a hope in hell of like having a good regular season yeah which I think is BS um, because like they are a fantastic regular season team and I think they'll win a lot. Uh, And I'm also not convinced this whole uh, like theory of like the East is so impenetrable now. No, the East is ass and it got more ass. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think you could argue that all of the teams got worse. Like the heat maybe being the one exception and the nets in a couple years, obviously, but not right now. Everyone else kind of got worse, and, like, I don't know. It, it's, it does feel really lazy and reactionary. I've seen a lot of people be like, oh, the Raptors are going to miss the playoffs, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, it's, 
Like, Kyle Lowry is not on teams that don't do well. Kyle Lowry drives winning like very few players in the NBA. Uh, like, we're going to get to see Marcus Gasol as a third option. That's going to be kind of fun and a blast. We get to see him shoot more. We get to see Pascal Siakam flourish and kind of get the keys. And I think there will be road bump, Like, there'll be, there'll be road bumps? Speed bumps. That's what the word is. Speed bumps on the way. Um, and that'll be, you know, that, that'll be something that, that, that he has to get through. But I, I think it's going to be mostly pretty positive with, with Pascal as sort of the lead guy as well. He's shown a capacity for growth in his very short career so far. Um, apologies for the blender in the background. I'm not sure what my girlfriend's making, but I'm excited for it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm I, I'm pretty confident it's going to be a very good team next year. And uh, even if it wasn't, there is just no reason to have any sort of, like, sad feelings about anything that happens next year because they won the goddamn title. <laughs> like, it's... There's like a three-way, three-year runway here for me before I care again. In like a really, I think you can feel sad, but maybe not mad. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like sentimental and sad, and kind of like oh, you know, yeah. and like take a little bit to um, process the loss, maybe mm. grieve it if you need to. But yeah. yeah, like not definitely not. Nobody's angry. No, I, I guess like my like people being like. Oh yeah, your team's gonna lose and go back to irrelevancy now. It's like, well, no, they want a title, so I don't care what, what, what happens. Like, sad Kawhi's gone, yes, but like the the team being less good next year cannot possibly hurt me because they just did the thing that everyone else is trying to do. I also will say the thing that made me kind of upset because I had this running theory that Kawhi was just gonna be this kind of renegade and go from team to team and deliver titles. To deserving teams, uh-huh. I was kind of upset when it was like, oh, he's definitely going to sign a five-year with yeah. the Clippers. But now I feel happy and ready to be back on that uh, theory again. The Atlanta Hawks, 2022. Because he's going <laughs> somewhere else after this. I kind of think he is too. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's he's he's. I mean. Maybe maybe the experience of living at home will be so great, but I think most people's experience when they play at home is, oh god, this is a chore. This is exhausting. He'll be like, I'm reckon I'm ready to hit the open road again. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still looking at basketball cowboy hats. <laughs> <laughs> well, Katie, that feels like a pretty good place to end it. Uh, I can allow you to continue to search for the best basketball cowboy hats. Um, this was a lot of fun, Katie. Thank you so much for sharing your tales of Vegas and Aerosmith and for uh, chatting about Russ and Kawhi. This was a blast. Where can people check out your work? Oh, Basketball Feelings. Uh, running this little thing called NBA Summer Vacation Watch now every Friday or thereabouts. If you haven't subscribed yet, now's a great time to do it. It's the very best. Uh, if you follow Katie at Whatevs as well, I'm sure if you have any summer league, you, you have summer league stuff coming or? Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Again, me being your publicist. I just, you know. You're great at it. I don't <laughs> ever want to steal your shine. <laughs> <laughs> I have no shine at all. Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's going to be some summer league stuff coming. Awesome. At Whatevs on Twitter. You can find me at Woodley Sean. Subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. Today for Raptors HQ, I wrote about Marcus Gasol and his lovely season or part thereof with the Raptors and uh, some excitement looking ahead to next season as well as part of our player review series. 
at HQ, and uh, you can still pick up We the Champs on uh, on on the internet at Indigo, Amazon, Triumph Books as well, or you can go to a bookstore like you, you did in the old days and pick one up there. You can do it at Costco, you can do it at Indigo, you can do it at Kohl's. There's some like sort of specialty bookshops that have it as well. If you want to check that out, very much appreciated. Support your local bookstores, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, review the podcast on iTunes, all that stuff. And we will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.